This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, a little bit of love, a little bit of food in the bedroom, maybe just some romance making dinner. Alyssa B from Nourished.ca gives us some recipes and some chat, maybe some ideas of how you can bring a little bit more intimacy into your relationship, celebrating Valentine's Day through food. Are you okay with mixtapes? Yes. What is your essential love mixtape songs plus more stories and your contributions? And getting around Canada is easier and easier. A staple for transportation in Ontario and Eastern Canada. Porter Airlines has expanded all the way to Vancouver. Another player in Canadian air travel with a new way to do things not necessarily just a cheaper way that gets more and more crowded with less stuff. So we have great conversations here on the Shift Daily Podcast. This is the Shift Podcast. Well, it's officially Valentine's Day. <laughs> and uh, and my first, my, my early morning Valentine's date is Alyssa B. <laughs> no, I'm honored. Hey. Yeah, it's I'm like, honored. Uh, yeah, it's thank like grade you. three sliding in a, a little a little Valentine um, to Alyssa. How are you? Good to see you. Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you. Always nice to see you. I love Valentine's Day because I'm a big believer of love, self-love, first and foremost, actually. Yeah, well, I love and hate it, right? I hate it because it's become this hallmark holiday of things where I'm like, blah. But at totally. the same time, if it's a good old excuse to start talking about some things that probably people don't say often enough, mm-hmm. we'll take it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think people really, you know, get into Valentine's Day and it's, oh, I don't have that special someone or something like that. But I mm-hmm. truly believe that it's the one day where you should pay your own self some massive attention and love yourself. Cool. I mean, you should do that every day. We should do that every day. You should day, do that every day. The majority if of us. This is the don't. day that it starts, or do you try something new? Then perfect. Exactly. Um, exactly. Look fantastic in pink, by the way. Very oh, appropriate. Thank you. Thank you. I did it just for you. It's the one time I wear this very bright <laughs> lipstick, but I love it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love it. It's, it's all so about love, right? <laughs> there you go. Well, you're taking care of yourself, right? Feed your soul a little bit. So uh, yeah. now, Alyssa B, um, which is nourished.ca, I know that there's been. So many questions get asked when we talk about some treats and different things around the food. Uh, mm-hmm. Around Valentine's Day, kind of exciting. Food can be kind of intimate and erotic with uh, with your partner, or it can just be a chance to be connected, um, mm-hmm. intimate in conversation. Or it All can be a chance things. for you to, yeah, just kind of feed yourself and make your heart happy. Mm-hmm. How do we go about that, uh, especially coming off of Super Bowl weekend where there was an awful lot of chicken wings, although in the <laughs> air fryer, I might say. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, it is actually coming off Super Bowl weekend, isn't it? Wow. We are right into it. Um, well, start with who are you going to be with? Are you going to be with yourself or are you going to be with that other special someone? Are you going to be with your friends? Who are you going to be with? What do you want the day, the evening to look like? And then we can go from there. But I mean, chocolate, I mean, we can't go wrong with chocolate. And when I say chocolate, Never. I mean, I'm saying dark chocolate. Dark chocolate is better than milk chocolate just because milk chocolate has uh, lots of different additives in it and chemicals and preservatives and lots of added sugar. So if you could start with a raw cacao, um, that would be my first and foremost and sweeten it up with some maple syrup, whether you blend it into a truffle or make it into a smoothie or make it into some kind of chocolate mousse dish. Um, those are the things that I would start with, like a raw cacao. And I have lots and lots and lots of chocolate recipes on my website at nourish.ca. And my Instagram post that's out is filled with lots of different chocolate treats that you can make for yourself and for your loved ones. And they don't take that much time. And chocolate truly does feed your soul because it does boost your moods in many levels. It boosts your uh, neurotransmitters to bring that serotonin, which is that feel-good hormone. Um, so it it is scientifically proven to make you feel really good, whether that's a smile, whether that's feeling sexier in the bedroom, whatever that may be, it just makes you feel good. So chocolate, raw cacao, or any kind of chocolate with 72% cacao or higher is a superfood. 
So get your chocolate fix in. Well, I'll take it now. Um, is there a secret to when you go, do you just have to look at the label? Because can you just yep. go to the grocery store and buy dark chocolate, baker's chocolate kind of stuff and start there? Or do you have yeah. to, is it better to go with the powders? And um, Well, if you're wanting to make something for yourself and you want it or, and, and the loved one and you want to do it on your own um, and you want to put it into like a smoothie or whatnot, I have a love smoothie that has some chocolate in it. I have a like a chocolate milkshake that actually tastes like a milkshake, but there is no milk in it. Um, so if you wanted to do something like that, a homemade dessert, I would use a raw cacao powder, which you can buy pretty much everywhere. But if you're looking to do chocolate covered strawberries, which is, you know, the iconic you know, Valentine's Day treat or um, just having a piece of chocolate there, you can just go to the grocery store and look at the label. You want 82, 72 to 82 percent dark chocolate and you are getting the benefits of the dark chocolate. If you get anything lower than that. Um, you have to watch the additives and watch the added sugars and watch all the, the preservatives, but really try to look for 72% chocolate. And, you know, it's out there. Like it's in any single grocery store, these um, higher cacao level chocolates. Hmm. Okay. So here's some of the stuff that's in the love smoothie. A kale or spinach, not enough to change the color though. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> strawberries, bananas, uh, maca powder. Is, okay. Yeah. Mac so maca powder, if, while, while we're on that. That is, um, that's great for Valentine's Day because that Ooh. boosts the libido. It is known Ooh, to boost the libido, and it is a per Peruvian adaptogen which grows high in the Andes Mountains, and it's actually a member of the kale family. It doesn't taste a thing like kale, um, but really shakes up your energy a bit and really gets things moving in the arousal department. So if you are yeah. looking for a big night in. Um, I would definitely add some maca powder to your smoothie or even to your coffee. Definitely don't give it to children because it could have espresso-like effects. Ooh. Give it to other people's children. Give it. No, 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 just keep it all. <laughs> keep it away from children. Give it to your. Give it to your soulmate. Give it to your lover. Give it to. Uh, give it to you know who you want to have some some time with. Cool. I love this. Hemp seeds, chia seeds, goji berries, all in there as well. So uh, I'm going to post these links, by the way, for everybody um, up at shifthez.ca so they can check it out as well. Um, since we're talking about sexy time, and you sure. and I have shared many conversations about, you know, these these kinds of things. I mean, let's all be adults here. How about if we're going to talk about sexy treats and all these things, why don't we just get to the, the root of all of it? Um, drinking water will change your sex life. Drinking water will change everything. Yeah, drinking water yeah. will... Any, anytime you're hydrated, okay, let's just put it this way. Anytime you're fully hydrated, um, you perform better in everything that you do. Because when we are dehydrated, our brain actually shrinks a little bit. And uh, the muscle's not working the way it should be. So when we're hydrated, we are full in many capacities. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the more hydrated you are, the better you are going to, uh, I guess perform or feel however you want to say it you know it just enhances everything yeah well i i can tell you that consciously made the effort to on days when you know this sort of date night if you will in the busyness of life that i'm just going to drink a ton of water today and the days that you do it's um you're more attentive listening better you know active trying to find ways to you know uh, to represent those who are, you know, maybe physically intimate versus those who are just sort of on a date and not, you know, mm -hmm. trying to sneak off to the, uh, to the love chamber. But, um, our bodies are 80% water, right? So yeah. it makes sense. You know, when, when you are hydrated, your, your, every single system in your body functions better. All right. Okay. So, so we all want to be functioning. Well, you want to be functioning. Chuck, let's <laughs> dig into some of the treats and some of the uh, some of the more specifics that you've got here for the recipes because uh, it's sure, nourish.ca sure. with Alyssa B. Um, and again, and I, it, I have a Instagram post that is up that has uh, links to basically all of the recipes that we're going to talk about right now. So you can just click on the link in the bio and you'll go right there. And also I have tips on how to love yourself up if you are spending Valentine's Day solo, you know, being okay. by yourself, there's a big difference between being lonely and being, you know, by yourself in, in a beautiful, blissful solitude. You know, getting outside, regardless of the weather, moving your body, you know, making time for yourself to just sit still and be and reflect and think is probably one of the best ways that we can show ourselves some love by giving it a space. 
because we all, and I know you know this, I know you live this, we all live this, but we live in a really busy time where we can distract ourselves from ourselves. And it's easier to do that. It's easier to distract ourselves from ourselves than to actually go in. So that is showing yourself the biggest love because we, when we can truly go inward and, and, and realize the potential that we have, we can actually move outwards with more love and connection in our hearts. And I think that's the goal here. I mean, Valentine's day, Hallmark day, whatever, whatever self-love, whatever love kind of day it is, but more connected we are to ourselves, the more connected we are to each other. And I think that's everybody's goal. What about, uh, what about playful foods? Um, there was a TV thing that I'd, I'd seen it probably on some other network, but, um, it was about hot chocolate in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. The hot chocolate Honolulu festival. Kafka. It yeah. was a hot chocolate festival, yeah. Yeah, and then so they basically had, I mean, it was um, cotton candy, so it was all sugar, but they basically mm -hmm. had a cloud above a cup of hot chocolate, and it was cotton mm -hmm. candy, and you could dip it, sweeten it, whatever. Um, what about playfulness in food? Have you observed that sort of go inward? We often talk about food from the nourished place, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's really what it is. You and I, we share our private conversations about, you know, mindfulness and all the other pieces that, that people uh, may or may not be interested in, but you know, when, when you get into playful food, that's something that everyone can have some fun with. How can we be playful with our food, whether it's just having fun with it, the kinds of food we make, like a, you make a cup of hot chocolate for your partner and you, you put a, a cloud up of it. Cause that's, that's cool. Like, I don't care, whatever it is. Yeah, no, cause, cause it, cause it's fun. I mean, just like, you know, dipping strawberries in, in chocolate, it's fun. Um, it adds a whole new element to the eating experience. Right. And that could eventually or it may lead to, you know, a little bit more playfulness and less seriousness in the bedroom. Um, you know, taste and scent is, is one of the biggest senses as is touch. So when you can combine the two, uh, I think it's magic. I think it's absolute magic. So hot chocolate with cotton candy per se, maybe hot chocolate with marshmallows for a different texture. Um, yeah, get, get messy, get playful, start in the kitchen together, cook together. You know, if you're doing this with a partner, like get, get in the kitchen and get messy, get creative. And that's where all the, you know, creative, for lack of better word, juices get, get, get going when you're actually connecting with someone in your kitchen, creating something together. It could lead to endless possibilities, which is a beautiful mm. thing, especially when you're not stressed for time. Right. Right. And well, and Hey, why not? Um, lead yourself to uh, endless possibilities, even if you are on a solo date, why not? Um, the, you have like 26 kids. So, um, <laughs> but you God do have a big me. family though. I do. I no, have three girls. Yeah. I have three daughters. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, they get playful. They get messy in the kitchen and uh, yeah. yeah, they're, they're, they're fueled. How do you, how do you, uh, how do you break free of the busy to make sure that you get some of this more intimate romantic time that, you know, for yourself or with a partner that, that you can break it. free of I having three kids, so, right? It sounds so spontaneous, but you know, I schedule it. We schedule it. Yeah. My husband, I married, uh, to a, to a male and, uh, we have to schedule it. You know, he works, I work, uh, there's, there's, there's houses, there's, uh, there's kids, there's lots of things to manage. Um, but as unspontaneous as it sounds, we actually schedule our time together. And when there's nobody in the house or we go, I try, we try to make an effort to go out, you know, at least every two weeks solo. And, you know, I really take advantage of the hotels. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's great. I mean, it's real, right? So how, like yeah. schedule it. What is uh, for the sake of everyone who's never done that before for you? Sure. What does that look I like? Mean, is it, is it, do you want me to just lay it, it out there for you? <laughs> like, well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I think so because I mean, let's get into that. I mean, obviously yeah. it's privately appropriate, but the, you know, is it is scheduled to the point of, you know, Saturday at six mom and dad are off, off the grid kids. We're going to see it tomorrow. Or is it, you know, sometimes do, you, do you, yeah, sometimes it's like that. Um, also sometimes it's like, when's your last call? When's your last meeting? And we schedule, schedule together time, whether that's, you know, a walk around our neighborhood, a walk in the park, whether that's, you know, time together in our house solo, whether that's sitting by the fireplace, whether that's, 
you know, it looks a lot, but we do, we do schedule it, you know, probably during the week, about two to three times during the week, the work week. What time is your last call? Okay, my last, I will make my last call this time. And we actually, we schedule it. We have um, code names for things. <laughs> and we, um, we get excited about it. You know, we, we text, even though he works upstairs and I work in the kitchen. Um, we like, I just try to keep it playful. You know, sometimes I go upstairs and I give him a back rub when I grab, grab him, grab him his second coffee because he works up, wakes up really early as I do before the kids are up. So, you know, I've been married for 22 years. So we do have a, to schedule things sometimes. And yeah. sometimes that doesn't seem as spontaneous as I would like, but I think time together is really important. Well, Solo, I think it protects without being yeah, parent, get stuff done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah as opposed to having parent. the burden of the to-do list on your shoulders yes. when, when you're yes. trying to be spontaneous, it does allow you to get things done. I think one thing that we just learned recently is we were planning dinner and this sort of ties into your, your nourished and plus just the general experience of all this is that we had, um, I actually took Mel's car to get the oil change is what I did. So I took That's my car, sweet. swapped cars back and then said, Hey, uh, what do you want to do? And she, Mel was going to stop. She's like, oh, I really want a coffee. I'm going to stop for a coffee on the way home. Do you want one? And I said, well, why don't I just come with you? Okay. So what we accidentally did, I think for the first time ever, and it turns out we actually did it two or three more times through the course of the, the week was we stopped and we went to just a Starbucks and had a coffee. But we sat down at Starbucks and we talked about it. It was before dinner. It was at the end of the workday and said, hey, what do you want to do for dinner tonight? And we chatted about a bunch of things that we needed to chat about and some to-do list things and whatever. And Mel had said, well, I'm going to stop. I'll get some groceries on the way home. Well, what do you want? What do you want to do? Everything else. And what we accidentally did, because the original idea was let's have a coffee for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. What we did was we sat there for like half an hour, chatted, connected, went through the day. What do you want to do? What's next? What are we missing? chatted with each other. How was your day experience of all the things? And then Mel stopped on the way home to just grab a couple quick things that, cause we talked about dinner there and then went home and ended up making a stir fry rice and veggies and, and whatever. Like that was that simple, but what a difference it made in the day because is what happens as soon as you go home, you go home, you pick up a coffee on the takeaway you get home, you set it on the counter, you're running around, someone's vacuuming and someone's taking the dogs out and someone's doing all these things. Instead, what it created for us is we met up at home at just about the exact same time and got a couple of things done on the way. And we immediately went to the kitchen and made the dinner together because nice. everything else was done, done, right? And so I thought, you know, when you talk about this mindful sort of look at food and being prepared for the food, it was a nice healthy meal. It was a stir fry. It was veggies. It was protein. It was rice and it was all the things. And it was connection. Most importantly, if we had just gone home, we would have dealt with all those other conversations in the kitchen and been distracted from it, I guess is my point. Yeah. And so it's amazing what can happen when you stop and you push pause on life for a second and have those little moments. Mm -hmm. What a difference. So what wonderful. A difference. Right. Right. What, a, what an incredible difference. Because yeah. you have each other's attention and there's nothing else distracting you. And that's why, I mean, for, for me, it's the scheduling really does help. It really does. It makes me think of, um, we've spoken an awful lot of times about be mindful with your food and make your food. And, and some of these recipes I've tried, some of them are complicated because for me, uh, it's new yeah. ingredients. I, I don't know right. how to cut up ginger properly, right? Something stupid like that. And so as you go through it the first time, you're learning new things. It doesn't really go well. You try things and then sometimes it's a lot of work and then you do it a couple of times. Then you realize, oh, that was totally easy, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we've spoken an awful lot about that. I guess my, what I've learned in all this is that when you get a lot of these other little bits and pieces of life out of the way, it's amazing what it frees up for you while you're in the kitchen, making yourself a treat, making yourself something for your partner. Um, and trying to spoil somebody or whatever that looks like. And I think that what I've realized through all of this, including talking about this with you today, was that, because I was excited to tell you about the coffee visit, was that sometimes it, we get lost in thinking it's Life. about making the food or the problems of making the food when it's actually the things that happened an hour ago. That's actually the problem, right? Yes, 100%. It's beautiful. I love it's it. Like, that's quite an epiphany. Yeah. 
So what's your I mean, secret plan then for, can you share with us uh, for, for Valentine's day tomorrow? You got hot day. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I do have one child with me tomorrow night. Um, but we are going to get our feet reflexology for an hour. Oh, that's amazing. Cause that's a really big treat. I mean, I'm a big exerciser. Um, I run almost every day and my feet always hurt. And I do have my 12 year old daughter, my youngest daughter with us uh, tomorrow. My other two kids are away. And I said, she can come with us and we're going to go get, I've booked, we've booked it off. I've made the appointments and we're going to go get reflexology. And I think tomorrow night we're going to go and do some chocolate covered strawberries because that's something we can do together. And I'm also making a rosé pasta. It's on my website. It's the uh, vegan creamy rosé website. Again, it's on my Instagram and I'm going to share all the recipes with you. Um, and that is just a really beautiful, luxurious, healthy, delicious red dish. And it's heart nice. healthy. So wow. that is, that's, uh, that's our Valentine's Day plan. And then we'll see what else the night brings. See what else the night brings. This yes. is where I wish it were, um, it weren't radio. Cause you could see the very, <laughs> you know, the, you know, the little purple devil emoji. Oh yeah. Uh, that was, that was Alyssa's face right there. So. Living into the, uh, living into the, a little bit of the, uh, the, the beauty of radio, the beauty of the radio. beauty of radio. Yeah. You're missing out. Yeah. I'm telling you, trust me. And not to mention, you know, uh, in that too, uh, what a great little bit of mentorship of what a healthy date looks like for your kid. Pretty good. Yes. Yes. Thank you. What about you? Do you have yeah. big plans? You're solo, nope, Mel's right? Not here. Yeah. We're apart. You're solo. Yeah. I'm solo for this one. Mel's away, but we've made our, we've already scheduled our plan to uh, make dinner together on FaceTime. I love that. That's when technology can be really beautiful, you know? A little flirtation so, text here and there. Never hurt anybody. Never hurt anybody. Look at that. <laughs> hey, cool. Well, we'll uh, we'll share all these again. Shiftheads.ca for the food and the recipes that we've spoken about. Happy Valentine's Day. Enjoy the love day, even if it's with yourself or with someone else. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. Self-love is the best love. This is the Shift Podcast. Are you okay with the mixtapes? Now, Ryan, you've shared that you've uh, been the um, the creator, uh, the master mm-hmm. designer of the the mixtape. Is one it's one of your go to in the portfolio of sexy moves. Mm-hmm. It is. And it absolutely is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me yeah. about. It. Well, I love doing it. I think you can really express a lot about your feelings with just the songs that you want to share with. A person and I, yeah, I started doing it a couple, a couple of years now, and mm-hmm. I there are some cursed songs because I have made playlists for more than one like partner, and there are some songs that I will not put on any future mixtapes. Mm. I'm looking at you, uh, the suburbs by Arcade Fire. Never again. I love that song, but it seems to be cursed romantically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, but now I, you know, because I've I've been with Laura. This is Laura and I's fourth Valentine's Day. And uh, now, you know, the music and the mixtapes that I create are kind of like, you know, time capsules to, you know, the relationship as a whole. And just kind of, you know, I can share songs that express memories or express general feelings and I and from all kinds of aspects of our relationship. And that's the beauty of the mixtape. And I will confess when I say mixtape, I mean, um, playlist that I have made mm-hmm. online because I have never made a physical physical mixtape with actual tape and i wouldn't even actually know how to do it so i mm-hmm. do it online and uh, you know it works absolutely i do wish i could hand laura something but you know the intention is still there classic tape yeah well, it's it, it's it's totally the same but totally not the same kind of you know all at the same time because i mean you're right when you can make it and, and put it all together you know they were pretty awesome it took a little extra time other than drag and drop add to playlist. Not to mention Spotify and Apple Music will automatically like suggest songs for you. You're like, sure, click, click, click. And you're like, I spent 97 seconds making you that entire playlist of all these songs I that are so touching. But it does make you kind of wonder, like, what, what would you put on there? You know, what would you put on your playlist? So 877-399-9898. It's a great way to do that. Spend some time. Now, here's a story that Ryan found, which is kind of cool. Essayist, 
Didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey O'Brien, spelled like a geoff. Jeffrey O'Brien described this definition of the mixtape as perhaps the most widely practiced American art form, which is kind of a neat way to look at it. So what what songs scream romance? Just in case you don't know how to make a mixtape, though, uh, like Ryan, for example, who hasn't had to just go click add to playlist. Other Gen Z and millennials. Um, ooh, back in the day, you even had to dub them from the record to the cassette or try to tape them off the radio and not get the DJ in there talking over it. This is how you do mixtapes, old-fashioned style. The first way is by using a simple dual cassette deck, which is a cassette deck that has a cassette well on the left side and also on the right side. So the idea is to queue up tracks on the left side with a cassette tape, and then once you have the song that you want, you hit play on the left cassette and then play and record on the right cassette. And then the right cassette becomes your mixtape. So that method is basically going from cassette to cassette using the same deck. Now the second way to make a mixtape is by connecting a CD player to your cassette deck, which would allow you to put digital music on your cassette mixtape, which is pretty unique because you're blending both analog and digital together, which is kind of cool. Now, all you have to do is connect the CD player's RCA out cables into the cassette deck's RCA input, and that will send the music directly into the cassette deck. So just like the previous method, all you have to do is queue up the tracks on the CD player and then hit play, and then on the cassette deck, you press play and record to make your mixtape. Now, I can hear Everybody who lived in that era rolling their eyes going, duh. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> but this is not like, this is totally, this is a thing. You didn't ever have to do it that way, right? No, not even close. No, no, I don't. Uh, my dad definitely did have one of those dual cassettes uh, tape uh, decks, 100%. Mm-hmm. It might actually still be in storage somewhere. Um, and, you know, this tech is pretty cheap now. You know, you could do it, uh, but it's just, it's so fast and convenient to do it digitally um, dude love is yeah. not convenient but i know i know i know i do know so look if i can find one if i can find my dad's old tape deck i will try this i will do this the old-fashioned way and i will try to make a proper physical mixtape you can buy uh, cassettes at dollar store still i think uh, yeah yeah and i found i actually have a couple uh that I found that like, I'm pretty sure uh, like my parents left over from like the late two thousands on like home videos and stuff like that, that were never used. So I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe that I could use those go for a supremely vintage, uh, sounding mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Valentine's day is a touchy subject in the O'Donnell household for Ryan, just so you know, um, Oh, that the clip yep. was from vinylize on YouTube. Um, as uh, Ryan's dad so eloquently shared that, um, that Valentine's Valentine's Day was. I'm trying to put this gently. That created the children out of love. Blah 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 blah. Mixtapes, you know, nowadays are kind of made by folks who are hanging on to the technology or whatever. Um, mixtapes also became a great way for DJs and stuff to market themselves. So that was really cool. Uh, they would create all these songs. And I know a couple of people that would make these mixtapes, like DJ mixtapes. And then they actually got record deals out of it because the record companies that owned that music that didn't want them selling those mixtapes came to them and said, we'll tell you what, why don't you make this for us? We'll turn it into a compilation. We'll sell it and we'll pay you for it. You put your name on it. Ryan O'Donnell is the uh, he's the master of the, the, the mixtape. It's his go-to and his portfolio mm-hmm. of romance. And uh, so what's the song, Rye? Like, I mean, you like really sad music. Okay. Take no offense, but you don't, valid. You don't like no, it's, it's, You like it's sad valid. songs. Yeah. How do you create a, a, a list like this? I mean, you, your, your depth of music is deeper than mine when it comes to knowing music. But at the same time, I mean, you do like the Smiths and all these things. So I'm super mm-hmm. curious how in the world you would run into uh, romance with it. Okay, great. Okay, so great point. So there's a lot of sad, very romantic songs. Like, you know, There Is a Light That Never Goes Out by the Smiths, a song about loving someone so much you'd be happy to die beside them, you know? like. But there's, you know, romance in that. But, you know, I think the key in making a mixtape, one thing I've learned is that you don't want to send 10 sad songs. You want to send songs that kind of speak about how the relationship impacts you. And, you know, for me, I, I've kind of done that by picking a couple of, 
you know, slower tempoed songs, but also some fun ones that, you know, remind of a dance or a moment. Um, but I think that the universal song though, and in fact, it's my favorite love song ever written is the book of love by the magnetic fields, which is, uh, like Peter Gabriel covered that song. Most people probably know the Peter Gabriel cover. Um, it is an aggressively simple song that just very, uh, almost effortlessly sums up how complex but also simple love is and how difficult it is to understand and i think that like finding those songs are really what can make a mixtape just pop especially if you're giving it as a gift hmm. okay so for me i would say that a, it, it's a song that means something to the person and or, or a situation that you've been through like memory mm-hmm. you're out at the bar stuff like that so uh, you're kind of the same but not really the same you know what i'm saying um and so I, I find that that would be a that would be a thing. So one for me that is it's kind of sad, I guess, what, what it is. But it, it it's a good song. It's the man who can't be moved. Now I've shared this with you before. Yeah. Um. It's this. It's by the script. And so it's I, to me, it's one of the most romantic songs in the world. Now it's a little bit sad because it talks about heartbreak. I mean, this is a. It's one of those ones about breaking up, and the lyrics basically say, you know, if you just realize that you miss me, you'll know where to find me. Back to the corner mm-hmm. where I first saw you. Gonna camp in my sleeping bag. I'm not going now, I wasn't sure when I was kind of going through this. I'm like, is this actually a romantic song? Like, would somebody think this is a love song? It turns out it's on all the lists, so, right? Oh, okay. yeah. No, I would right. definitely say it's one, for sure. Right? It's a... Right. I'm not broke. I'm just a broken-hearted man, mm-hmm. right? So, what is your? That's probably would be my mixtape go-to. Actually, the song that I've planned for the the end of the hour is uh, "Better Together," Jack Johnson, which really hit me today. In in all this, I got all the feelings and stuff. Like I'm like, what are you doing, man? You feeling feelings? We don't do that. Um, that was the thing. Okay, so one text came in. I don't know who it came from, and I'm assuming it's the Doctor Hook version. Um, when you're in love with a woman, Doctor Hook. Nice. Mixtape Essentials here on the shift. What's yours? 877-399-9898. See, I love this. Now, there's lots of covers. See, I remember this. This is like an AM. This I'm going to add this to my AM 80s list. All right? Yeah, this is a, oh, AM 80s list for sure. But yeah, I, this has kind of got that groove to it. Yeah. I feel like that's like a John O'Chung song, right? Like Jono's got his <laughs> Jono's disco dancing pants on. That, the shoulders going left yeah. and right. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that'd be a good Jono song. Um, now, okay, so a couple other ones that come in. Um, Roberta Flack. The first time I saw your face. Now, do you, you know this one, Ryan, um, or is this new to you? Hmm. Play it. I don't know I don't it off know. the top of my head. Sometimes I got to hear it. See, the catch is, is like, it's like some of these are so painfully slow. But that's okay. Like, not every love song has to be candlelight dinner, you know? No, no, that's for sure. But I feel like every mixtape, every romantic mixtape needs a song like this on it. Yeah. Yeah, you need like the you need like a fade into you by Maisie Starr. You know, you need like a just the the song that you could imagine the slow dance to because that's I feel like a picture that okay. everybody wants to have in their head. I feel like that you know every mixtape should have at least one doesn't have to be all but one of those moments. So I think that was a great choice. All right, now we're talking. See, energetic, right? Dance at the club to this. Dance with your partner to this. Or um, yeah, yeah. Used to do a mashup with Will Smith on it. Actually, in a minute, minute. Yeah, need you tonight. Good song, right? Covered by a lot of people. And uh, and in excess. So love songs don't all have to be slow. What is your go-to mixtape song? Um, all right, we got a few here. This is hard to follow because these texts are coming in quick now. All right, so I'm kind of hoping that, um, oh, there it is, that they'll come up quickly. 
SOS band. Tell me if you still care. This one comes up with a list of... Um, it's been covered recently, actually. Come on now. See? This is oh. dirty sexy, though. <laughs> it's that, I don't know what it's called, but that, like, sound. Like, oh, I love it. There, but, like, the, it's got almost that. like it's like a glockenspiel, like ascending. Yeah, very. These are so cheesy. I love it, you guys. This is fantastic. Thank you. 877-399-9898. What are your go-to um, sexy songs for your, your sexy mixtape? Um, this one hasn't come on, which is... Like, dude, if you can, if you're like on date night and you can like somehow time that to play on the speaker when you walk in the room, yeah, trust me, the mood's going to be all right. The mood's going to be all right, but I feel like this song is so associated with like, you know, sex that if it's actually like used, that it's almost kind of like a joke. Like you almost can't help but laugh because it's called Let's Get It On, man. Every movie, like I think of the scene in Austin Powers with this song and Dr. Evil and I forget her name and i that's all I can think of when I hear this song but um, the, you know Marvin Gaye's got now if you're a child of the 90s friends. um speaking of Marvin Gaye songs um the Maximilian version of Sexual Healing was so incredibly popular now to me mixtape worthy of course why not right yeah I mean, not all. Yeah, I just yeah, kiss, yeah, yeah. Right? Not all of them need to be, you know, put you to sleep songs. That's not the point. Sometimes you got to get, like, is it, to me, if you're gonna do like the mixtape, I think you do this. I, this is where you take the mixtape right here. Now, some people, one generation is gonna go Magic Mike. Holy moly! Right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. But then you know, there's a whole other generation that's going, yeah, man. That was like when you met that sexy person in the bar and you were trying to. You know, say hello and get a phone number because you had to like borrow a pen from the bartender and write it down on a matchbook. That's what it, this way it worked back then, man. It wasn't this whole like, what's your snap? Scan your QR code. Like, how is that Scan romantic? QR code. <laughs> right? Like, here's yeah, my QR code. It. Scan it. Ugh. All right. Trying to find a few here. Now, there's uh, a bunch that come up here. Um, Barry White. I've heard people say that. See? I love yeah. it. I mean, the Who voice he I'm surprised nobody said Al Green yet. Oh, there's no, no, together no Al Green. Al Green? That. I don't know about that. That's good. There's many times that we've loved. Um, we've... This is, comes up too. I. Maybe I don't understand? Yeah, not. I can't cool yeah, down, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. No judgment. I'm trying to. No, no judgment. I just doesn't. Some of them don't. Maybe it's got a story behind it. It's got a story behind it. I guess so. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Okay. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I had to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the cure close to me comes up. Oh, good. Yeah. Great choice. See, this is good. 877-399-9898. What are your love song mixtape go-tos? Uh, Bruno Mars, Just the Way You Are. We, that's the one we played at the beginning of the show. Thank you for that text. See? This is so cheesy, though. I, I feel song. like the keyboard is, like, this big. It's tiny. <laughs> yeah, tiny it's, little, just, it's tiny so fingers. tiny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's the only notes. <laughs> right. I never got into the cure. I, I mean, they're interesting because their very their vibe is very goth. But nine times out of ten, Robert Smith is just singing about how much he loves his wife. So it's very, it's there's a lot of very romantic cure songs. Ooh, another. This is another good one. Roxy music. I like Roxy music. Yeah. Um, these are pouring by so quickly. It's hard to get everyone's names on here. By the way, thank you. Um. Yeah, see that's cool. Again, a, this is AM music to me. This is oh yeah. You know, this is put. This is the old school AM radios. It was CJAV Port Alberni. Like you know, that was the back in the day. That was the um, listening to the AM. This is so good. Um, okay, I got so many here. What is your go-to? 
What is your go-to mixtape song for Valentine's Day? So, look, the goal here is to inspire me, inspire me, inspire you to uh, maybe send a little mixtape. Look, here's the thing with Spotify and Apple Music and all these music, Amazon, you can just send a song now to somebody on text and be like, hey, babe, thinking of you, listen to this song right now. And then you got like romance. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so identifiable, right? It is. It really is. Oh, yeah. it's so good. There's certain instruments, too, that really... I think of um, What You Won't Do For Love by Billy... I forget who the, did that song. But that's got, like, a saxophone riff at the beginning that just basically, like, like begs romance. You know? Like, this certain instruments, romance. like the sax, piano, like, they're just the guaranteed banjo. to get them in the mood. Or, sure, the banjo. The banjo. <laughs> Is this the rainbow? There's so many songs about rainbows. Kermit the Frog on your. Uh, I mean, hey, look, I'm not one to judge your kink, but. Frogs is a new one. Let's just put that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, maybe you're just hoping for a prince. I guess. Um, could be a thing. Uh, what are your go-to? songs for your mixtape so let's go make a mixtape send it to someone that you love today and uh what are, what's your go-to song you put on your mixtape essential oh look at this hey uh prism night to remember by the way mm. oh, come on boy these songs had long intros again so identifiable Okay, uh, this one comes in from Chris from Port Coquitlam. I'm not a country fan, but Garth Brooks' The Dance. Ooh, holy, that's compressed. Wow. So, okay, good. There you go. A little yeah. country dance for you. All right. What is your go-to? Uh, do you have another one, Ryan, that was part of your secret list? Oh, okay. Uh, let me look through here and let me see. Of, of my list right now... Uh, Dreams by the Cranberries. That's really, actually Laura eh? and I's song. That's Laura and I's like song. That's our song. That really, eh? Yeah, yeah. I think the lyrics really spoke, really yeah. hit. I never really paid attention to the song until I met Laura, and then something clicked. Really, yeah. eh? Yeah. All right. I mean, uh, since we're gonna make confessions here, we got a couple that's uh, that are uh, pretty awesome. And I'm gonna take advantage of this song to play while I cause I got so many playlists now. I was gonna I was always promised myself I would never be that guy that had so many playlists, right? That would drive you crazy. Um, oh, where is it? Um, come on now. Uh, I'm surprised that there's no Bill Withers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Also on my list, um, there's a little bit of Al Green there, right? Yeah, you got Al Green. Yes, this song right here. Sexy list. Let's stay together. What is on your... Um, oh, there's so many Al Green songs, right? Um, oh, that song. The um, What songs would be on your on your, your list here? Let me see here. Uh, Death Cab for Cutie? Ooh, yeah, this is a good choice. I'll Follow You Into the Dark, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you belong to me, Bob Dylan. You led up my life, Debbie Boone. Starship, nothing's gonna stop us now. Love that. Uh, London AM ninety with uh, Perry. Hey Perry, a uh, Billy Joel, just the way you are. I have one. This is. I'll throw this in the list. Yeah. Lenny Kravitz, Let Love Roll. Oh yeah, she's haven't heard this song in ages. This is probably the most special of the songs for Melanie and I. Yep. This has got to be on the list. Oh, now you're just imagining yourselves in like a 1960s, like uh, Aubrey Hepburn movie. <laughs> I love that, though. Right? This is the Shift Podcast. I flew into Ottawa. Last week, and I pulled up to the gate, 
I mean, it sounds like I was flying the plane, Michael. That's not the case. Um, Michael DeLuce is here, and uh, he is the boss, the president of Porter Airlines. So, Michael, I pulled up, and um, you are not, as of the air data, the original air data, this not yet flying out of Calgary just yet. I think it's coming up here in about a week. Um, and so I, we landed, and I pulled up into the gate, and I'm looking out the window, and there's one of those brand-new Porter jets fancy sitting right there and it made me think of you and i also cursed your name i'm like come on calgary to ottawa direct you can do it um but congratulations it was about a year or so ago that we had you on to share this uh this announcement that porter was doing this and and i'll explain why it matters to me is because if you live in southern ontario eastern ontario you know porter Porter's been up and down sort of the coast. It was kind of like how WestJet in Canada at first was, you know, there was a day when Clive said, WestJet will never go west of Winnipeg, right? And so the the west knew WestJet and the east knew Porter. And Porter has continually supported small communities, easy access to downtown. And so it's very exciting to me now that Porter has been able to jump out of that and not only stretch across Canada, but also down south too. All of that work to say, congratulations, you must be uh, very excited um, what the team has done pulling this off. Yeah, thanks very much, Shane, for having me again. It was a, a great conversation a year ago, and obviously with this week's launch of flights uh, with our brand new state-of-the-art Embraer E2E195 aircraft, it's sort of a timely uh, you know, moment to come back onto your show. It uh, has been a long journey uh, to get to this place. We launched our very first flights with our E195 E2 aircraft between Toronto and Ottawa, Toronto and Montreal on February 1st. And uh, last week, uh, I went on the inaugural flight to Vancouver, uh, Toronto to Vancouver. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to uh, Edmonton for our inaugural flight on February 14th. And as you highlighted on February 22nd, uh, we will be launching uh, our first flights between Calgary and Toronto, and that'll be starting with twice daily service, but we'll build from there and you know, all of that uh, really connecting these important West Coast uh, or Western Canada uh, cities to uh, Toronto with a, a new level of service that really has not been available in the market uh, for quite some time. I have really noticed um, that Porter fans are Porter loyal. I mean, that's a thing. Um not only the fact that you guys literally had to shutter the doors through COVID and now you're back and, and all those people have really come back, right? Like the, the, the Porter loyal, it's a different experience. I think that, that people have, we've seen it from time to time, I guess, with different airlines over the years, but th there is something that I think people tend to graduate, graduate, graduate. No, um, come on, Shane brain. Don't fail me now. I gravitate to, there it is <laughs> with Porter. Um, it's, it is different to see that. So that, um, what is it that you see? I mean, you've been around it. You're literally your whole life. So, what is it? Um, what is it you see that's that maybe the aviation user um, really wants that's not being serviced that makes them keep coming back like that? Well, you're you're absolutely right. We're very fortunate to have both loyal team members uh, that did come back uh, after what was a very long 18 month suspension during COVID, but as well our passengers uh, that have come back in uh, full uh, swing. And, and in fact, in February and March of this year, we're moving more people than we did pre-COVID. And so we've been very fortunate enough to, to sort of rebuild our business and uh, traffic. And you know, as far as why passengers are loyal to Porter, we really, and, and for those in Western Canada that have not yet experienced Porter, Porter is built around a service philosophy and level of onboard service that really is different than any other airline in Canada. And what we have launched with our E2s, which will, as of February 22nd, connect Calgary into Toronto initially, and hopefully Ottawa and those other market chain that you mentioned, you know, in uh, hopefully uh, yes. short points after, but we're starting with Toronto. But Porter is different. Porter's philosophy is to elevate economy or travel for everyone. We believe it's a segment of the market, which happens to be 90% of travelers. 90% of travelers travel in economy, but incumbent car uh, carriers and airlines have over the last two decades chipped away at the economy experience and degraded it to such a level that it's you know, dehumanizing, it's uh, 
tedious for many people, and there is great dissatisfaction with economy air travel. And so Porter's approach both historically over the last 16 years, uh, but as well now that we're rolling this out across Canada, is to elevate economy air travel for everyone and make economy travel actually enjoyable again. And what that looks like on Porter is, first of all, we have no middle seats across our entire fleet. So when you board a flight from Calgary or any of our other destinations, you will never sit in a middle seat. Mm-hmm. Which I was, have. which what I was, can uh, you continue your thought? I don't want to interrupt too much, but the, um, which is the biggest problem with the Boeing jets is that it's always a middle seat problem. It's always a gamble. You're watching that person walk down the aisle and everyone's playing the middle seat roulette. Like, Oh, who's the person who's in the middle seat and you're looking, don't make eye contact. Is that the person? And that experience alone is really quite frustrating just from that. And um, so please keep going. I didn't want to interrupt too much, but that was on my mind was that that middle seat problem, because sure it's great three by three, but if you don't know the three people it's, and it's tight. No, you're absolutely right. And frankly, we knew it was a a very positive for travelers, but the reaction from travelers has been overwhelming. It's a game changer. At the end of the day, if you're flying on one of our competitors, 737, which is primarily, you know, their narrow body aircraft, one third of passengers on that flight will hate the seat they're sitting in, like despise and hate the seat. And so with Porter, we're fortunate enough, it's a two by two configuration, very comfortable wider seat than the 737, but as well, you do not have a middle seat. So that's one of the elements of how we're changing economy or travel. The second is we're bringing our signature complimentary free beer and wine served in real glassware for all passengers, regardless of fare type. We continue to offer premium snacks uh, throughout the cabin. On our longer flights now with the E2, we will have fast, free, full streaming, as if you're in your living room, Wi-Fi available for everyone uh, at no charge. Hmm. Uh, that's gone over very well. I remained connected on my flight to Vancouver last week. The entire duration of the flight, high megabytes per second bandwidth. You know, it really was something. We had, I think, 132 people on the flight, and we had maybe 125 people surfing the web, full streaming at the same time, Netflix, whatever you want to watch, no buffering. So that is a key element. And then the last thing is, in economy air travel, the food that is offered for purchase by other carriers is often something I would say is not healthy, not tasty. You're doing it out of necessity. We have changed onboard catering uh, for economy air travel, and we're offering fresh, healthy, tasty, eco-friendly packaged uh, meals that something that you would enjoy at your dinner table at home. And and so when I flew to Vancouver and back that day, that's all I ate was porter onboard uh you know food and i can tell you it was delicious and something that's very different than you know what is available in the marketplace so we think overall this is a superior economy product offered at highly competitive uh, prices and and that will hopefully grow our presence in western canada as we uh, expand our operations so we're very excited about that well it did uh it has changed the thinking um i fly a lot of course back and forth to ottawa and um, I look forward to a text message that says, hey, Shane, by the way, I talked them into flying to Ottawa direct. Thanks, Michael. Just putting that out there. Um, the, uh, but the, the thing that I really noticed in the way of thinking was I just for the first time flew on the A220. And that's a 2-3, right? Seating arrangement. And I, to, to your point, I think to acknowledge that middle seat problem is that when I, and this, that particular ticket, I bought the lowest, cheapest ticket I could for that flight because that was all I needed for that day. And um and it, I sought out the pairing of the two, right? It was anything I could do to not be in the three. In fact, I had one of those, what do they call it? Those elevated premium or elevated, I don't know what they call it. Um, f- seats, really good seats towards the front, but it was the middle. And I actually took myself out of that and put myself in a, a normal coach seat, but it was in the pair. And what a difference that makes in the experience. And so just to acknowledge, I think you're playing at two by two that I actually started to seek it out as soon as I had the chance. And so that was a whole different um, way to go about looking at traveling. And and I wanted to also acknowledge the credit card thing because, so, or the, the, the flying thing, the, my credit card, I get free internet on flights through those third-party providers, internet providers. And yet now I just got an email from MasterCard that says, by the way, you, now you can only do 90-minute sessions. So now what I used to use uh, on these flights, 
on four hour flights. Now I can't have internet because I have limited numbers of sessions. So while everybody else seems to be eroding this customer service thing, an opportunity to, um, to actually have internet and an opportunity to um, be comfortable and feel like you're not overflowing on the next person. I mean, it's almost counterintuitive, Michael. You know, when we came up with actually enjoy economy, it's an odd thing to say. Yeah. Many people don't associate Porter with economy air travel because we've always provided something that was more Porter service, not economy. But our slogan, our call to action is actually enjoy economy. And it tested off the charts for one reason and one reason only. It's that no one likes economy and it's so foreign. It makes you feel different. Like why, like, you know, why not actually enjoy economy? And so, you know, we, have done everything we can to design the product to tackle that 90% of the market, which is what most people travel in. And, and I think it's you know, so far resonating uh, very well. But I think, you know, as we roll out our fleet across Canada and the US, Mexico and Caribbean over the next several years, we have up to 100 aircraft coming now. So, you know, it will happen very quickly. But I think, you know, I think it really will change service levels in Canada because people will ultimately have to respond uh, and, you know, elevate everyone's game. That's great. When do you go, when does the self stuff happen? Not yet. Hey, the, the USA and the Caribbean. Yeah. We're, we're focused in these early stages. We have seven aircraft on the ground. Now we go up to 30 by the end of this year, 50 by the end of 2024. So we will be there, you know, relatively soon. Uh, but right now we're focused on domestic, We'll then add on U.S. later on this year. And I think as you get into 2024, you start seeing some of the, you know, more Caribbean, Mexico type destinations. But right now we're focused on the, the key domestic routes like Toronto, Calgary, which yeah. we're on February 22nd. That should be a good one. I would imagine Vancouver, Toronto and Toronto or the Calgary, Toronto, Vancouver, Toronto should be really great. Um I, I was I couldn't help but think that when with my last business and I had to do a personal guarantee on my line of credit, I was like I was sweating right because I'm like oh god personal guarantee, and then here's you guys buying a hundred jets and I'm like oh man uh, sweating signing the dotted line, um, it's big risk but it's it's you know it's exciting to think that maybe you could actually have an impact on I would like to say resetting air travel in Canada, back to a place where it was sort of I guess at its at legacy when. When flying was a pleasure, when flying was worth getting dressed up for and enjoying your time and having a nice meal and being able to go through those things as opposed to um, today's world where we say be more eco, but we still serve you plastic cups on the trip. Yeah. No, I, I think that is what we built our entire business model around is being able to really reset service levels and in doing so attract a significant customer base because at the end of the day, if you treat people well and you have a great product that is fairly priced in the market and highly competitive, you win at the end of the day. Uh, and so, you know, we've built a great airline and brand and customer base over the last 16 years. Uh, and now we're able to leverage that very strong position in Eastern Canada, start connecting uh, into new markets. So it's, it's pretty exciting. And, you know, will competitors eventually change their service practices? Maybe, but it's a lot more difficult than it seems when you're trying to change something that's ingrained versus building something from the ground up like we're doing. So, yeah, uh, let's service the uh, Southern Ontario folks, though, just for the sake of being thorough. Uh, Toronto Island, Toronto City, um, still the destination, but the jets are going to Pearson. Is that correct? Yeah, nothing changes at Billy Bishop, Toronto City Airport. We have our existing fleet of 29-8 aircraft continue operating uh, out of that airport. It's obviously been a great airport and it's part of our fiber, but this is really supplemental uh, and uh, growth orientated new destinations that we couldn't serve out of that regional focus, Billy Bishop Airport. Awesome. What are you most excited about, Michael? I mean, it's been a lot of hard work. It's been a lot of time. You guys at a time during the pandemic when everyone was closing the doors and everything else, you're looking at growth opportunities in the future. So what are you most excited about? You know, February 1st was an exciting day, uh, obviously, with our first launch of the two aircraft. And now, like, there's no end of excitement here because we have new market launches, you know, almost on a weekly basis, bringing on a lot of new team members, but as well as seeing how passengers react to the product and 
how's our customer satisfaction scores or net promoter score on our brand new E2 uh, jet uh, customers. And so getting that data all is exciting. I mean, there's really no end to excitement over here right now, Shane. Nothing like new plane smell. They all smell good and look good. And and I think uh, everyone traveling uh, Calgary to initially Toronto and elsewhere uh, in Eastern Canada, I think will really enjoy the service. Oh, congratulations on the hard work and to all the folks that, that put it all together and, and made it all happen. It's cool to see. I think it's cool for all Canadians to hear this because um, this is where something that's been heavily invested in one pocket of the country is now access to most everybody. It's pretty cool. Well done. Yeah, thanks very much, Shane. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca. 